Well, Merry Christmas, John. Merry Christmas, Jay. I hope uh, you get everything that you want this year. <laughs> what is the what's the thing? I hope you get what you want, but not what you deserve. <laughs> is that a is that a thing? Because I feel like that should be a thing. I mean, Batman said it. Oh, then it's a thing. Yeah. The hero that Gotham needs right now, but maybe not the one that it deserves. It's a good movie. I haven't seen that in far too long. It's been a while. Our first review for the podcast, actually. It's been a while. <laughs> Three years ago. <laughs> Isn't that weird to think about? A uh, little bit, yeah. Lots happened bit. in three years. Yeah, it's these past three years have been the longest six years of my life. Yeah, especially especially this past year. Whew. It was probably three of those. That's give or take. <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, so one of the things that happened to me when I was in the hospital was um. I'd been out of it for a while, and I was finally out of the ICU, and they had me in a normal room. Well, normal room. And uh, and while I was in there, they asked me, they came in, and, and I was finally, like, alert and, and understood what was going on. And they asked me, they said, um, uh, you know, they asked me kind of the questions like, do you know who you are? Uh, do you know where you are? Do you know why you're here? Um, do you know who the president of the United States is? Um, and then they asked me, what year is it? And I ser- I had a- answered every other question right. And I sat there for a second and I went, you know, I want to say it's 2021, but for some reason I'm wanting to say it's 2020. And I was like, I, but I, for some reason I think that that's wrong. And then she laughed and she was like, it is 2021. And then I went, I know what it is. When I was in the ICU, they had the Olympics on, and they kept calling it the 2020 Olympics, even though it's 2021. And so it confused me. (laughs) I remember when they announced they were delaying the Olympics last year. Yeah. Um, I remember being really distraught, not because it was the Olympics being canceled. It was because the, the graphic design logo of the 2020 Olympics was it was in Tokyo. Yeah. So at least one of the zeros in 2020 was the the red circle from the Japanese flag. And I was like, man, you can't really do that with 2021. And then they announced they were still going to call it the 2020 Olympics. And I was like, whew. That graphic designer was like, you mean I have to do this? And uh, she laughed after I said that. And she was like, you know what? You're right. And then she goes, why did they do that? (laughs) (laughs) Wrong. I'm I'm not the person who made that decision. Yeah. Um... They didn't ask me. That's true. They did not ask us. They they didn't ask us. So we're almost through 2021. Well, if you were to, if we were making a percentage, it would be what 95% probably thereabouts 95, 97. I don't know. Numbers are, are, Oh, you mean done with the year? what's our um what's our completion rate of uh of this game i mean we're we're at an a we're going for a plus we're going for that hundred percent completion yeah i think we're at about i would say like a 98.2 by the time this episode drops yeah for a for a video game reference jay does 2021 feel like a new game plus of 2020 (laughs) probably it's a dlc it's like (laughs) You you beat the game, now play it again, but with all the stuff you learned the first time. 
<laughs> Pretty much. Gosh. Yeah, everything is still unlocked, but the difficulty is maybe a little bit harder. Yep. Man, <laughs> how did it how did it take us to December to come up with I know we probably weren't the first person to make that comparison, but I'm I'm upset that it took us until well, it would be the last episode of the year, wouldn't it? Yeah. <sighs> it took us a while to get to this point, but hey, Dad, we made it. it. That's the point. We made it. We got here. We got it. So what are what are your plans for Christmas? Um, Christmas weekend itself, um, we're gonna go see my folks. My uh, my sister will be in town from Colorado. She's actually um, at our house right now. She drove she drove cross country because she's bringing she's gonna be in town for a couple of weeks and she wanted to bring her dog. And mm. I mean, you don't really you can fly dogs, but everyone who's like ever worked at an airport is like you don't want to fly a dog. No, no, so I, I prefer to fly and... planes myself. Flying dogs, it just, it, it's just, it doesn't work the, out for anybody. The the mileage isn't that good. The mileage, the fur gets in your Very mouth. It's just not, yeah. Um, but she she drove across. She stayed, I think, a cut like somewhere in Nebraska, and she stayed with some of our family um, near St. Louis. And then she's gonna be here for like a day and a half, two days, and then she'll get to Knoxville this weekend. <clears throat> And then Christmas itself, Meg and I will will go over for that weekend. And then her parents are local, so I was like, we need to we need to plan something. I'd like to plan something. You yeah. know, I don't like haphazard like haphazard holidays. The old Triple H there, uh, not the Triple H you're thinking of, because I know you. Um, but just catch an evening sometime that week, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't feel great. Sounds fun. Do you, uh, so I know you, do y'all decorate for Christmas? Put up a tree and all that? We, we put up a tree and we, I came home from work today and there was a wreath on the front door and I was like, I don't think that was there when I left. I'm not confident because it's like a, like a man, it's a Mandela effect, right? Not a mandala, a mandala is a design. It's the Mandela effect. Yeah. When it's like, they could have been either way. I don't know. Something could have been there the whole time, but you perceive yeah. it as something different. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So I don't remember there being a wreath, but there's a wreath now. Do you, are you the uh, group, are you in the select group that also decorates their car? By decorate my car, do you mean I have a bunch of worthless garbage everywhere around it? In which that's, case, yes. That's not necessarily what I meant, but you know, to <laughs> each their own. Tis my the season. Car is, my car is cosplaying as Earth from Wally. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> not, it's not that bad, but it's, you know, closer so you have to that than Mr. Clean's house. Towers of garbage and some weird smog floating around inside. I mean, the smog, it, it there's a exhaust system. It kind of goes through that. Ah, you need to get that fixed. It's coming in your car. <laughs> that's, that's not good. Um, so, you know, the, um, I... I, I don't decorate my car, but you'll see some people that will put, like, the antlers on their car and then, like, the Rudolph nose. And mm-hmm. um, I was on my way home the other night, and one of those had gotten T-boned. And oh, no. at first, I laughed because I was like, you kind of set yourself up for that one because yeah. your car is a deer. And, um, and, then, and then my second thought was, I hope they're okay. I think people who full, like, full out decorate their cars for halloween have more fun than people who decorate their cars for christmas yeah i think uh although i do like the cars that put like the christmas lights like around the top like on the the rack on the roof that's too i think that's effort you have to well it's like a an, lot of effort a but it's fun to watch and, oh it is very fun 
Yeah, I get distracted and then fall off, you know, run off the road. No, not really. I'm, I'm a better driver than that. Here, let me put my phone down real quick while I record this show in my car while I'm driving. I'm a, I'm a better driver than them. I knock them into the ditch. Yeah. <laughs> Three points. Gotcha. Well, um... What's what's your bunch doing for Christmas? Oh, you know, we're just going to be here, and uh, it's uh, we're we're pretty excited. Got all the gifts for the for the boys, and um, in fact, uh, they're kind of sitting around me right now. There's a lawnmower, and uh, start them young. Other things, I would say more, but my son tends to listen to the podcast, so you know, I don't want that to be ruined for him. Yeah. So. The lawnmower is not for you, Antonio, in case you were wondering. <laughs> oh, this so you're one blows bubbles. Real young. Oh, that sounds very inefficient. A bubble powered lawnmower? I don't feel like that's going to cut any grass, Jay. So, welcome to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. I am Jay, and with me, of course, is John Omnicron. It's the new variant. Mm. He's contagious, but he's not deadly. Is it as contagious as fun? So, news this week, um, there's actually some video game news, uh, just released a few days ago. Actually, it was just released today during this recording. Actually, I think it may have been yesterday. But Assassin's Creed Valhalla has released, um, some DLC stuff, as well as a new storyline that can be played, along with some patches, uh, that have been made. But then also... There's a new story that was released for Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is um, pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's the game before Valhalla, and I was very confused because they released them at the same time, or they announced yes. them at the same time. Announced them at the same time, yeah. And I was just like, so this is for what game, and who's going what? And it was somewhat confusing, and I watched the trailer for the, I think it's the Valhalla DLC, where you can get, like, superpowers and stuff. Mm. It looks weird. Like, not bad, but just weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's just, it's different, because what we're having is, is two characters from two different games are merging together and going to be in the same game which has never happened before not in that sense um no the the Ezio trilogy had had assassin's creed revelations where you were desmond in the machine getting the memories of Ezio, but in the memories of Ezio, he found a machine to get memories of altair and it was just kind of meta in that sense but no one's ever like like pb and j smashed characters together before in assassin's creed at least so i'm intrigued but i don't know that i'm inherently excited Uh, same here i'm not yeah it wasn't like i saw it and 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 like flipped out and was so super excited but i thought well this will be interesting and gives just more content to to play with and I, I'm interested to see what patches they gave the Valhalla, because I liked Valhalla. It was very unique. I liked the, the game play. The story was decent. Um, but it just, it, it didn't, as I was playing it with Origins and with Odyssey, both of them are beautiful games. And just visually playing it, you're just in awe of the game mm-hmm. and with Valhalla it was just kind of like yeah all right like it, yeah. it didn't stand out so 
Yeah, it it all looked it also looked kind of the same, not in the sense that, you know, there was no variety, but it, like it was all from the same color palette. Mm-hmm. And I know I can't speak for Origins, but at least in Odyssey there was enough variety of of areas you would get, like it would feel like different areas. Yeah. And I don't know that I always got that when I watched people play Valhalla. Yeah, it it all felt the same. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But uh as far as news goes, um that's pretty much it. I mean, Spider-Man has now been released. Uh, no Way Home. Um, I haven't seen it yet, personally. I think, John, you, you've you seen we're, it. We're seeing it tomorrow. You're seeing it tomorrow. Okay. And so we're seeing it the night of the 16th. And when we were talking about that uh, with the, the Tuesday night crew, they were like, yeah, you know, it releases on the 17th. And I was like... I had that, you know, the, the ESPN 30 for 30. He's like, what if I told you? I was like, what if I told you we're seeing it on Thursday? And she was like, oh, at midnight. I was like, at 6.15 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> and she just, she sat back down on the couch and it just like broke her for about a minute. I'm like, what do you mean? It's not at midnight. It's not on Friday. It's not on midnight. It's not on Friday. And I was like, we got stuff to do. We're adults. We can't be going to midnight premieres anymore. Like, No, definitely on. not. And they come don't on. really have them anymore. They kind of stopped doing that after um, Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, because yeah. of the, uh, the shooting. Yeah. Which was uh, very sad. But um, at the same time, though, uh, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. Um I definitely prefer seeing it earlier in the evening because exactly what you just said, you know, we're adults and um, majority yeah. of the world works for a living. And uh, and so and, and they want to see it opening night. But, you know, it's kind of hard to go to a midnight showing, go to a movie that's almost three hours long and not get home until four o'clock in the morning. That's those were the days. Uh, <laughs> Do you remember Age of Ultron? Yes. When we went to the midnight premiere, not downtown, but in like Cool Springs. Yeah. And then we went to Steak and Shake and we got, when did, we had to have gotten home at like four in the morning. It, or or later. Or yeah. earlier? Or, <laughs> what, what what would it be at that point? <laughs> I, I don't, I feel like it would be later because we wouldn't have gotten home yet. Yeah. I mean, at that point it's like, hey, do y'all want to just go to Waffle House and get breakfast? We've had one, yes. But what about second breakfast? <laughs> Afternoon tea? <laughs> oh, man. It hurt. It hurts me inside. That movie turned 20, like, I last know. week. Maybe it was this week. I don't know. I tried not to think about it, and then it showed up. It shows up on my Twitter probably every, like, three or four days. I was like, hey, did you know Fellowship by the Ring turns 20 in December? And I was like, no. No, I didn't. And did you also know that I didn't want to know that? <laughs> <laughs> right? Golly. <laughs> Well, um, we so I don't have any other news other than that. Uh, can you think of anything super newsworthy? Um, the Call of Duty anti cheat finally dropped for for NA. Okay, it it had dropped um, with the Vanguard in- integration for Warzone um, for the the Asia Pacific region, and they're gonna just like install it globally like one wave for uh apac one wave for eu and then like one wave for for the u.s and they're just like nah we're just gonna blanket everybody else everybody else gets it at once Hmm. and it's been a disaster oh wow they so the vanguard integration was the fifth i think the fifth or the eighth of december and they've done five hot fix patches since then wow because it's the it's the classic coding thing of every time you fix something, something else breaks. 
Uh, and it's like, well, hate it for you. Activision doesn't exactly have the best public reputation anymore. So yeah. on top of the game being increasingly worse, people are just like looking to go elsewhere for, for content purposes. I guess some news, uh, we did have a lot of video game uh, trailer releases here recently we with did. the Game Awards. And um, so we got to see a new Star Wars game going to be coming out based in the High Republic era called Eclipse. And that's pretty much all we know. That's Yeah, that's it. Uh, I, have, I have zero expectation because I know nothing. And we've been burned by good Star Wars trailers before. Yes. Like, I feel like at some point Fallen Order is the anomaly. Because Fallen Order was really good. It was. But Star Wars, like, they've been somewhat lacking, really, since, like, The Force Unleashed. Yeah, I can agree with that. like, the late 2000s? Yeah, that was a long time ago. (laughs) In a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. And, uh, but we did see that they're going to be making a Wonder Woman video game, Mm -hmm. which I was pretty excited about that. We also got a trailer, a full trailer for Sonic 2, which we reviewed Sonic the the movie the first one the movie and they announced i think it's an open world sonic game yes yeah that too which is weird yeah very much so i feel like sonic has always been linear mm-hmm. but i don't know i mean I'll, I'll give it a shot open world is the the meta of gaming right now so mm-hmm. i don't know i'll probably not play it and i'll just see what people think i'll be honest with you <laughs> yeah i mean I, um do i like sonic sure i like the the old sega sonic yeah. But, I mean, I haven't played a new Sonic game in years, so I don't I don't know if it's something I would even be interested in. Um, but, like you, John, I think I'll check it out. I'll watch it. I'll watch people play, see if it's any good, and maybe I might pick it up. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. After a few years and it's the price has gone down to 20 bucks, and then I'll be like, yeah, all right, I'll give it a shot. I mean, that's the gamble with games like that, though. Is because if it's really good, it's going to hold true. its value. That's true. Like GameCube games right now, like good GameCube games are over a hundred bucks, which is ludicrous. Yeah, it's <laughs> like if I wanted to go buy Super Smash Brothers Melee one, I probably wouldn't be able to find it, and two, I would have to be like shelling out cash. Yep. And I don't, I don't know. Mm-mm. I don't want to do that. No. I mean, I do want to do that, but I also don't want to. You know. Yeah, for sure. Well, we've got some Hawkeye to review. Oh, oh, do we? Oh, do we? This episode is so good. Let's see, do we just have one or do we have two? We've got episode three and four, right? We would have four and five. Four and five. Because today's episode was five. Five, yeah. Today's episode was so good. It was. I I always get nervous because I'm on Twitter a lot more than I should be, to be completely honest. And I woke up to tweets... Not spoiler-filled, because the people I follow on the internet have some regard for their fellow nerds, Um, but it was just like, this episode is amazing. It's incredible. Like, that was it. It was like, episode five is great. Watch it. And, whew, it it is. Let me go to Wikipedia, because their plot summaries are better. All right, and you said we're doing four and five? I believe so. Okay. So, do you want me to just go through both uh, synopses? Yes. Okay. So episode three uh, is the episode that ends. Clint and Kate are inside of of uh, 
Eleanor's penthouse and Clint is walking around and it ends with Jack extending the Ronin sword at him in that threatening manner. Um, so episode four, uh, Barton diffuses the situation after Eleanor and Duquesne recognize him as an Avenger. Eleanor asks him to keep Bishop out of his investigation and later contacts an unknown person to inform them of the situation. With the help of his wife, Laura, Barton discovers that Duquesne is the CEO of Sloan Limited, a shell corporation that launders money for the tracksuit mafia, while Bishop deduces that Barton was Ronan. Barton locates Kazi and asks him to talk Lopez out of her vendetta against Ronan, while Bishop enlists the LARPers in retrieving the trick arrows. <laughs> Afterwards, Laura informs Barton that the watch stolen by the tracksuit mafia is sending out tracking signals from an apartment building. Barton and Bishop go to retrieve it and find out the watch is in Lopez's apartment, where she also keeps notes on Barton and his family. Lopez attacks Bishop while Barton is ambushed by a masked assassin. A fight ensues between Barton and Bishop, Lopez and the assassin. Bishop injures Lopez, forcing her to retreat, while Barton unmasks his assailant, who is revealed to be Yelena Belova, before she escapes. Barton decides that he cannot keep putting Bishop in danger and breaks off their partnership. Partners, am I right? Oh, am I right? That I, was actually a really good summary. Wikipedia pulled through. They're they're clutching it up. Yeah, that um so that that was a great summary. Um so we can honestly just talk about it from here. Oh, yeah. by the way, we're spoiler heavy if uh, if you didn't catch that already. <laughs> if you if you hadn't grasped that by me reading what the episode is about. <laughs> it's um yeah, it's uh uh, we 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 go into this assuming that you've already seen whatever it is we're reviewing, so just uh, know that you know going forward. But um, yeah, uh, episode was great. Um, I loved that the uh, the 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 dorks and nerds over at the LARP Academy um, started helping them out, and and one of them says, uh, "You guys need some new suits," and Kate's like. Yes. yes. Yes, we do. Yes, we I do. A, I have ideas. Here we go. Yes. All on board the new suit train. So um, that kind of gives you the idea that, yes, they will be getting some new suits. Um, and I I would just like to say real quick. Yeah. I love how clean, but also like blatantly obvious that was written in. It was like, yeah, you need branding. You know, we're going to spend like, I don't know, three minutes across the first couple of episodes be like, you have a branding problem. You can do better. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, hey, uh, we can make these suits. Do you want suits? And it's just like, oh, yes, this is very clean. This is well done, but also very on the nose. Yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah, but the, um, I don't know, I mean, other than, uh, of course, as soon as this uh, assailant, this uh, random person showed up on the rooftop at the end. We all knew. It, it, yeah, as soon as they showed up, I was like, oh, that's Natasha's sister. Yeah. And sure enough, it was. Did you hear the social media happening that happened because of uh, Yelena on Hawkeye? No. Okay, so Florence Pugh... Um, plays Yelena Belova both in the Black Widow movie and in the Hawkeye show and she was posting about how after after episode four released she was posting about how she was on Hawkeye and she was so excited and she got banned from posting on Instagram about Hawkeye because everyone like mass reported her oh wow 
And it was like, come on, man. Wow. Like, you knew she was in, she was cast, she was confirmed cast in the show. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, read between the lines there, guys. Like, it was, it was inevitable that she was going to show up. Yeah. So when she did, it shouldn't have been like a, oh, I'm shocked. Yeah. Like, I was as shocked when it happened as I was at the end of Iron Man, when Tony Stark said, I'm Iron Man. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm very excited, but I'm on board. Yeah. Um, Yeah, other than that, uh, I mean, oh, something else, uh, something that really stood out to me, and I don't know if I said this last episode or not, but clearly um, Clint's wife, Laura, she obviously... Like they must, they must do some of this stuff together. Yeah, because she is taking this all so well, very well, and knows a lot. And so it really makes me think that at one point they must have done a lot of this secret agent stuff together. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like based on like other dynamics of their relationship, he probably doesn't keep a whole lot from her. No, and and. I guess that's kind of the other thing. It's like either she does some of this with him at times, or he is just very good at being very open about what it is that he does and, you know, openly talks about his um, shaded past. Because she she knows, doesn't she? Yeah. Like, hey, um, those five years that you were gone, I killed a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, she clearly knows because he says that, and then she even says, well, I thought this was done with. Yeah. You know, so, you know, they were both in the same boat thinking that this was over, and clearly it's not. So she's like, yep, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Go clean this up. But, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into the, the fifth one. All right. Uh, oh, episode f- yeah. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, no. Go, go ahead. Okay. Episode five is called Ronin. In 2018, Belova and Sonia, a fellow Black Widow, subdue a woman named Annie in her house who has been helping deprogrammed Black Widows. After going to wash her hands in the bathroom, Belova gets snapped out of existence and subsequently blipped years later. Months later, Bishop returns to her mother's house and informs her about Duquesne's shell corporation leading Eleanor to call the cops and have him arrested. Bishop then goes back to her apartment where she finds Belova waiting for her. Belova tells Bishop about her past and her mission to kill Barton. After recovering at Grill's apartment, Barton visits the Avengers Memorial and apologizes aloud to Romanoff, then puts on the Ronin suit and challenges Lopez to a fight at the auto shop where her father was killed. After incapacitating the tracksuit mafia, Barton unmasks himself and tries to convince Lopez to end her vendetta and stop pursuing his family. He reveals that he was tipped off by an informant working for Lopez's boss who wanted her father dead. Bishop returns to assist Barton against Lopez and helps him escape. Lopez does not believe Barton at first, but later questions Kazi, who she suspects of knowing more about the event. The next day, Belova sends Bishop a text that reveals that she was hired by Eleanor to kill Barton. And, do you want me to read the last part, the important bit? Oh man, this was such a huge reveal. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Natasha, or Natasha, Yelena also says that uh, Eleanor is working with Lopez's uncle, who Clint identifies as Wilson Fisk, the (gasps) kingpin. The kingpin. 
played by Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh my goodness, I was so excited. <sighs> man. And he's wearing the such white a good suit. Reveal. That, is a, that is a power suit, because he's a big man, and white's like, alright, yeah. hefty. And he's also got the cane in the photo. Dude. Which we all knew it was coming. Yeah. It was pretty obvious, but man, to actually have that reveal. So, knowing this, what's happened in this episode... <sighs> Do you think that tells us any big things about Spider-Man? No. Okay. Because I don't think it I don't think it tells us anything we didn't already think was going to happen, I should say. Yeah. Because Charlie Cox uh was confirmed by Kevin Feige last week. Yep. As the MCU Daredevil, and it was essentially said it is a matter of when and how he is yeah. introduced. And I think we talked um, the last episode, my thought is somehow Peter needs a lawyer in No Way Home, and that lawyer is Matt Murdock. I think so, too. So when when it was announced that Charlie Cox was the MCU Daredevil still, um, Vincent D'Onofrio had a, had a tweet where he was essentially like, you know, Charlie's an incredible professional, you know, he did so much with this role, and, you know, he... he not fanboyed, but he was very, very forward about, like, he's been really, really good. Which is true. Charlie Cox is incredible as Daredevil. He is. But Vincent D'Onofrio has also been incredible as Kingpin. And so... you also have to remember that the only other uh, live-action Daredevil that we have is... Um... Nope, we only have one live-action <laughs> Daredevil. It's Charlie Cox, and he's great. Yes, he is. Just saying, as far as the people that have played Daredevil, um, I'm I'm being incredibly facetious. There's a terrible, ter- like 2003, 2004, <laughs> something like that. That that era of awful superhero movies, um, where where Ben Affleck played Daredevil. Yeah, it was basically it was... Ben Affleck's tryout to be Batman, and and it took him 15 years. Yeah, but man, that movie was just not. It's good. a movie. It's a movie. It happened. <laughs> they made it, and boy, did were they serious when they made it. Oh, too serious. They they thought they were awesome. Yep. But the rest of us knew. We know the truth. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was it was the same era as that um, the Eric Bana Hulk movie. Yes. And you want to talk about someone who was like, "This movie's gonna be great," and like, I don't remember being like super like hyper critical of movies as a child like i am now um but i feel like even sitting in the theater i knew i was like this movie's not good Mm-mm. and that was not a great because I, I remember i saw it i saw it with my dad and my best friend at the time we went to go see this movie and we were well the two of us were excited and my dad took two children to the movies so you can guess how excited he was and i remember like ah. Oh, like, I'm excited because I went to the movies, and, like, as a kid, it's not something that we did all the time. But, like, man, I don't remember that movie fondly. I will say that. Yeah. And this is, it's that same era of, like, it's a movie. So the fact that we get Charlie Cox again, I'm very excited about. Me too. And I feel like since Echo is confirmed to have a show, he's gonna be there. It's, like, I expect him to be there. I'm still holding on to hope that, daredevil is going to show up at the end of this series um maybe to plan some sort of um basically heist with hawkeye to come in and to say hey um you're not going to be able to take out fisk alone 
Uh, I've tried. Yeah. But if we work together, we might be able to do this together. And then, so I could see them forming some sort of group and having like him, Hawkeye, you know, maybe some other people that are not exactly super powered, but do have some incredible skills. Maybe a very particular set of skills? A very very particular set of skills that would make him very dangerous for a guy like Fisk. The first movie, the first Taken, is actually good, but it's such a meme. Oh, the... Such a meme. Yeah, but man, it, it is. It's it's great. And then they and then they made two other ones. Those are also movies. They um. are. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so, series as a whole so far, did, did you have anything else to oh, say about... Uh... No, it's... I woke up, like I said, I woke up to tweets that episode five of Hawkeye is incredible, and... I watched it. To, I watched it the night of release, and I went. I watched it upstairs um, because my sister hadn't seen the first four episodes, and Meg had watched the first four episodes with me. So I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go watch this upstairs." And I actually, I went back downstairs, and I was like, "One to to see my sister and and my wife and our dogs, uh, but also like, hey, uh, this episode was really good. <laughs> you should you should watch it." So just like immediate reaction was like, ah, yeah, this is excellent. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, overall, the series so uh, so far, I think I had it at an eight before, and I am keeping the eight. Me too. Me too. I'm gonna keep it right there at an eight. Um, I'll be interested to see how it ends. Um, yes. I, I don't think it's gonna have a conclusion exactly. Fair. Um, I I think. The whole Ronin thing will finally be put to sleep and we won't have to worry about that anymore. Or Clint won't have to worry about that anymore. But with the introduction of Wilson Fisk, I mean, it just opens up so many more possibilities with these shows. Yeah. What is the, uh, what is the, the Obi-Wan quote? You've taken your first step into a larger world. Yeah. It's kind of what that feels like. That's fair. So on to on to the main course. Jay and John talk about Christmas movies. <gasps> oh boy! I've got. Uh, I don't have any hot cocoa on me. I have some water. Hmm. I have a box of s'mores cereal. That's a thing. Uh, it is, but this isn't great. Oh, with a Z. It's. Oh, of course. You have to have some. S- style that's the that's the kellogg brand and it's okay um you know those like big bags of cereal you get at walmart oh yeah oh buddy they make a s'mores where it's golden grams cocoa puffs and just like tiny marshmallows it's incredible it's Hmm. way better it's way better than that Hmm. that doesn't sound like breakfast that sounds like dessert it sounds like a dang good rice krispie treat is what it sounds like oh yes i can agree (laughs) with that yeah (laughs) Yum. So, Christmas movies. Christmas. The debate today, what are your favorite Christmas movies? And are there Christmas movies that we watch as Christmas movies that aren't Christmas movies? And should they be considered Christmas should movies? They be? That's the question. That's that's one of the points. Find out next time on they didn't um so <laughs> what is this Dragon Ball Z? Calm down. <laughs> Tune in next time. We'll talk for 20 minutes and then fight for four. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. So what was what was your Christmas movie growing up? Like the Christmas movie that I had to watch? 
that sounds that's a loaded question um (laughs) is it kind of because when you say like i had to watch it sounds like like it was that thing it was the movie that like you looked forward to the most i think both if they're different movies okay the santa claus was the one you looked forward to the most that was the one i looked forward to the most and it was the one that like i have to watch it every year because okay. it is my favorite Christmas movie. Okay, that is that seems like a non-traditional pick, but I'm here for it. But Love I'm it. Al- I'm also going to immediately crush your mood by telling you I've never seen it. Wait, you've never seen the Chris the, the Santa Claus? I've never Claus. seen any of the the Santa Claus movies. There's really only one, so so it's the same phenomenon. Like it's a movie that has it technically has sequels. It technically there are three. Okay. The first one is, of course, the best. Of course. The second one is... Palatable? It happened, and it was okay. I'll watch it, but it's not my favorite. And then there's the third one, which and was th- just absolutely horrible. And I like to pretend one, like it doesn't exist. As we as we established earlier, the third one is also a movie. Yes. <laughs> That's such a passive-aggressive criticism. Like, ah, yes, that also exists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, but yeah, The Santa Claus, for sure, is that one movie I, I have to watch every year. I love it. Okay, so for me, like, the Christmas movie that I feel like puts me more in the Christmas spirit than anything that I want the tradition of, like, I want this to be our family's Christmas movie is uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, yes. I grew with up Michael loving Caine. the Muppets with Michael Caine. Um, I don't know that I would say he's my favorite Scrooge, um, but he's really good. And I, I grew up loving the Muppets. So it's always been just a, a fun one. It's lighthearted. It's not super serious, which is kind of tricky to do with Dickens. It's definitely not the scary version. No, 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 no. And I will, um, I will lead into the second question, the Christmas movie of obligation, if you will, um, hmm. and say that I grew up in an It's a Wonderful Life house. That uh, was our yes. Christmas movie. Yes, I, I think that I can agree with you there. That was the one movie. I, I feel like we tend to... That one always got played on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember my grandfather would fall asleep while watching it uh in fact i remember vividly one year he said it was uh i can't i can remember what scene too it was the scene right before uh you know he goes my mouth's bleeding bart my mouth's bleeding and he and he's looking for zuzu's pedals mm-hmm. it was right before that scene and he goes oh this is my favorite scene coming up and then no joke two minutes Ow. later he's snoring so loud <laughs> I'm like, yeah, your favorite part. <laughs> Love it so much he fell asleep. I don't I don't remember ever watching this movie with my grandparents, but I remember like multiple multiple times uh my grandfather would fall asleep if we were watching TV in the living room at their house and as soon as like we would sit there for a minute because it was never on anything that kids wanted to watch because obviously. And um as soon as we would like think about changing the channel I'm watching that. Like, I'm watching that. No, sir. You were not. <laughs> like, you were snoring very hard. We're going to go get you a Breathe Right strip to help you help this nap go better. Yeah. 
Golly. Uh, I know a classic Christmas movie I love that um, I guess would fall kind of in that same category of It's a Wonderful Life is White Christmas with Bing Crosby. Mm-hmm. I I had never seen it until time feels so relative recently, but it was one of our uh, Tuesday night movies. Oh, yeah. I want to say last year before movie like movies started releasing in theaters again yeah when when the local theater was still showing old movies i want to say that was one of the movies they showed around christmas time and we saw it and i was like man this 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 movie is a classic yeah it's really good it is good it's it's got a good story good wholesome story and uh and then it's just you know it's that that time period that it was filmed in everything was just much simpler i feel yes hundred percent and uh, everybody wore an ascot or at least at least bing did big uh oh what is jay this is this is awful what's fred's name from scooby-doo what's his last name is he just like fred jones or like something simple yeah something like that i don't even know that that's that's definitely more your area of expertise yeah i just as soon as some like it's a it's an immediate mental association like someone says ascot and i think fred from scooby-doo yep me he, he like, definitely it is, wore it is one. immediate White white shirt with the orange. blue collar, the orange. Yep. yep, orange ascot. Yep. So where where do you sit on the the Die Hard Christmas debate? Ah, uh, yes. Here we go. This is it. This is just it's just fun. I don't really care either way, but it's just fun. So I know personally, I would put it under the category of a Christmas movie. However, not a Christmas movie that is exclusive to christmas I think and the only reason fair. i classify it as a christmas movie is because the movie takes place at a christmas party yeah i i agree to to no shock of anyone who has talked to me about this um christmas is a is a very deliberate motivator of the plot so it's not just a happenstance like oh it happens at christmas like it happens because of christmas like he lives in new york and he's flying to la to spend christmas with his estranged family that's Christmas is incredibly relevant to the plot. Now, it's not like, you know, he uses ornaments as grenades or something. I don't I don't think he does that. I'm surprised he didn't do that uh, now that I'm thinking about it. But I think the, the same argument that you... And I think we, we talked briefly about this when we were planning the episode. My rebuttal to people who don't consider Die Hard a Christmas movie is, if Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie, is Home Alone a Christmas movie? So that is a good question. However, I am going to say in defense of Hannah, which she knows she, I, I, I'm speaking directly to her and she knows that she knows she, she did say Die Hard can't be a Christmas movie because Christmas is not the only reason that that movie takes place. She says, it's not like Hans decided to attack this place because it was Christmas. Christmas was not the motivator of this movie. She says, if it had been, then yes, you could consider it a Christmas movie. That is an interesting nuance to the point of it is the hero's motivation for being there, but it is not inherently the villain's motivation for being there. No, he didn't say, oh, I'm going to attack this Christmas party. There just happened to be a Christmas party taking place. I am going to have time. I'm going to have the not fully thought out rebuttal of the Christmas party is the only guarantee that high up executives would be there. Mm. That is my not thought out rebuttal. I think it holds water, but I'm not 
Okay, I'll have to see it, what she says because I'm sure she will reach out book. to me and say something. It's also based off of a book, so maybe the book, you know, has more detail maybe. than the movie because yeah, books th- always I, have more detail than the movie. Yeah, that's true. I I didn't even realize it was a book, so mm-hmm. I I might have to check that out myself from from the library. From from the library. <laughs> The library in Woodbury. Yeah. So my my thought is um, Home Alone has a lot of the same Christmas themes as Die Hard. Like it, it takes place around Christmas, kind of a happenstance. Um, Christmas is, is the it? motivator for the vacation. Yes. And he, if I, I haven't seen Home Alone in a while. I have seen okay. it. I have seen it. For all of you who say John doesn't watch any movies, John watches weird movies. <laughs> Not movies you would expect him to have seen. But... I feel like Macaulay Culkin, he he themes some of his more towards Christmas. So like it's more of a more of a plot device throughout the movie. Am I am I misremembering that? Because a lot of it are just like it's like home gadgets and things you would have around the house normally. Yeah, I mean he uses ornaments at one point inside the window so that when um, I can't remember if it was Marv or the other guy the other one the wet man but he steps in through the window and steps on ornaments okay he's got bare feet that's unfortunate for the bear he took them from oh got him zing no animals were harmed during the making of this podcast (laughs) that's true but yeah um so yes i mean at one point the ornaments do actually play a role in the movie itself um my argument with that is that the whole movie, the whole reason that the movie is even taking place is because that it's Christmas. Is because it's the Christmas season. The family is leaving mm-hmm. because they're going to spend Christmas with a like a brother or something like that, brother-in-law. I can't remember exactly. I don't know. the The movie lost me with its uh, this family with lots of children is flying somewhere. Um, that's where the the realism of the movie was lost to me because as a child I didn't fly anywhere until middle school. Yeah. So I was like, ah, well, good for them. Yeah. Well, they so they're that's the whole reason they're leaving. The whole reason that the bandits are even uh thinking of robbing the house is because it is the Christmas season and most people leave mm-hmm. f- uh for um leave their house during the Christmas season. So this whole street was going to be empty because they were all going to be gone and out of town. So they knew exactly which houses were going to be good targets. Yeah. So that would be, uh, that would be the inherent rebuttal to the diehard debate of it was the villains motivator. They right. were tied to it being Christmas. Correct. And then okay. on top of that, at one point, of the movie, the mother is working very hard to get back home to be with her son, um, mainly because she left him at home alone, which is he, he said very poor parenting. And um, but the uh, she says at one point, not it's not just because he's home alone, but because he's home alone on Christmas. Yeah, and so it it becomes a direct motivator for her trying to get home as well. Okay. So because of that, it is 100% a Christmas movie. Now, can you only watch it during the Christmas season? I don't think so. I I 100% agree with both of those statements. I would say no. I would never watch White Christmas in July. Uh, You could watch Holiday Inn. So I don't know that I've seen Holiday Inn, but I know I've seen White Christmas. Okay. So it's one of those, like, 
ah, this is almost like almost a feel good movie in the sense of like known commodity takes you out of because I don't I don't love the summer and I would prefer to think more about like ah yes look at that fake snow and how <laughs> definitely warm it was but they look yeah. really cold I I don't know I feel like you can definitely watch movies like that more than you could watch like any iteration of a Christmas Carol like if you watch a Christmas Carol before Thanksgiving something is wrong unless you were like we're gonna watch every movie of a christmas carol this holiday season because then you would Mm. have to start at like labor day and i think it depends a lot like basically like what i'm hearing you say is it sounds it's, it's a lot to do with how you were raised too and what traditions you put in place because for you that that movie in particular holds a really big special place in your heart and so it means more to you to watch it during the christmas season as for me you know do i like that movie i do it's good but and would i want to watch it in the summer no because i feel like there's like a special place yeah. <laughs> this time of year it takes its magic that. away if you watch it somewhere else Yes, exactly. But at the same time, if I did watch it, it's not like I would be like, oh, this just ruins this movie, you know? Yeah. So I guess it also depends on. So if you grew up with the idea of Die Hard is a Christmas movie. <laughs> I feel like, like that's a really like. We're, we're watching this every Christmas. How I so I would. I this is our family tradition. That's a weird family tradition. I and agree. I, but... I say that as a firm, like I love Die Hard. It's I. It's a great movie to me. <laughs> but that's a weird, like, all right, kids, get your popcorn. We're gonna watch this action movie from the eighties. Like it doesn't. It's <laughs> hey. It's, I you... I'll argue it's a Christmas movie, but I will not argue it should be like your family tradition to watch Die Hard. Hey, you know there is probably several families. Oh, Maybe yeah. even families that listen to this podcast that that's exactly what they do. I hope so. I hope so, kids, so much. Kids, go put on your Christmas pajamas. We're gonna we're gonna sit around the fire <laughs> they, and watch Die Hard. They have matching like now I have a machine gun. Ho ho ho! Pajamas. <laughs> and they're like, what's a machine gun? I'll tell you when you're older. It's okay. Or they all have wife beaters that have like red on it it looks like they got blood on them it's like various levels of stained throughout the movie <laughs> man so yes um but do i personally consider it a, a christmas movie in a yes i do actually i i do um yes. just because i like to people make people mad but yeah i mean i think that's fair i'm a it's fun I'm somewhat of a contrarian to some points. Um, ultimately, I don't feel like it matters because nah. I feel like it's people are so dug in on that, among other things. But they're so dug in on like it is, it isn't, it is, it isn't. I could categorically prove one way or the other, and like I don't know that you could convince me it isn't. So like I'm I'm in that way as well. I mean, heck, if your if your idea of a Christmas movie is sitting around and watching Wolverine X Men Origins. And that's like your Christmas movie. I'm not going to agree with it. And I'm going to think that's very odd. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, they're... if that's what you want to do. I don't I don't know that I would judge you for doing that so much as I would judge you for picking that movie. Uh, I know. That's why. I... <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the curiosity. Like if you're going to have a non-Christmas movie Christmas tradition, at least have it be a good movie. Like if yeah. you made if you made your your family tradition, right? You said every Christmas we all get around 
and we sit down and watch Jurassic Park. <laughs> I'd be like, we it's weird, but I dig it. <laughs> I'm in. We sit around, we, we pop the popcorn, we start up a fire, and we watch The Room. You're tearing no. me apart, Lisa. No. Here's here's one for you. This was the uh, this was the Tuesday night movie this week. Um, we have started doing our Keanu Reeves category. Oh my gosh. We all, we all picked a Keanu Reeves movie, and the one we watched this past week, we watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, what a great movie! I had never seen it before. Oh, I love that movie so much. It, here's here's my take on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It is a bad movie. In the best possible way. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's up there incredible. with like Holy Grail. It's great. Like Monty Python's Holy Grail. It's really not a good movie. Yeah. It's, it's actually quite dumb, yeah. but it's so enjoyable. So, like, having seen it recently, if you were gonna, if you sat me down and you were like, John, you need to hear this. Our family tradition is every, <laughs> every December 22nd. We sit down and we watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I, I, it's weird, but I dig it. Like, I'm if that's your family tradition, that's your family tradition. Like, plus it gives you the twenty third, twenty fourth, and twenty fifth for like actual Christmas movies. <laughs> yeah, so <sure>. like, <laughs> if there's more to yeah. that story, I'm more on board. Yeah. Oh man. Well, as far as Christmas movies go, you know, the Santa Claus, I love How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey version, the which Jim we Car- reviewed last year. I did. And that, did that you... was your first time seeing it. It was. It's very good. It is. It's aged well. Somehow. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have expected it to, but it really has. Yeah. Have you, we might have talked about this last year, and I have the memory of a goldfish, Um but have you seen the third Grinch movie? The the one with Benedict Cumberbatch? The not traditionally animated, but like kind of DreamWorks-y? Yeah, I have. Uh, he wasn't very Grinch Grinchy. Movies. There are two Grinch movies that are really good. Do we really need a third one that might be meh? Yeah, I thought the same thing Okay, uh, when it came out. And we saw it, and um, I didn't really... I didn't think the Grinch was very Grinchy. He seemed just kind of like he just had a bad day. Not necessarily that he just... Had a Grinch life. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I will. I will not campaign to watch that sometime. Yeah, it's uh, that's not. It's not worth it. Now, you know what is a very good Christmas movie if you haven't seen it on Netflix. There's a movie called Klaus. I thought you were about to say on Netflix or or Claus. There's. I don't know if it's pronounced Claus or Klaus. What? (laughs) There's a show called Fireplace for Your Home. You log. That is, I tell you what is a Christmas tradition, is fireplace for your home Yule log (laughs) every year, multiple times, because it's only like an hour. Yeah. You just replay it, it's a fireplace, it crackles, it has the whole Christmas carols. You fall asleep to it. Oh, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. So you said uh, claws. Is it what? I think it's it's K-L-A-U-S. I feel like the K makes me want to say Klaus. Yeah, I want to say Klaus too, but it's, uh, it's basically the origins of santa claus Mm. and um there is some historical accuracy to it uh because santa is real huh because santa is real yeah well yeah duh well i mean like you know like the actual saint nicholas Mm -hmm. you know like yeah there there is some historical accuracy not a whole lot but it's uh it's a really good movie okay i i will confess the first time i watched it i cried a little bit oh but I don't, it I don't was know that that good. motivates me to see it, to be honest with you. It's animated. Okay. 
Um, and, uh, it's just got a really, really good story. And, uh, and yeah, so I, I highly recommend it. Go check it out. Okay. So that would be your, there's a, there's another podcast that I listen to a lot. They end every episode with content recommendations. Oh. And I think that's really fun. Um, so if we were, if we were to do that Christmas edition, maybe not to say we'll do it going forward, but would your content recommendation be Klaus on Netflix? Yes. For for this Christmas season. Yes, for this Christmas season, I, I recommend watching that for sure. Okay. Child-friendly. It's fun. Good movie. I I feel so basic with my recommendation. Um, I'm going to recommend The Muppet Christmas Carol. I love it. I love <laughs> The Muppets. They're great. Um, I feel like... I feel like such an old man. I'm like, kids these days don't appreciate The Muppets. And it's just because I love The Muppets... And I don't so you're know starting to relate to the two old critics? <laughs> what do you mean starting to? <laughs> it's been a minute that I'm like, they're not they're not off base here. <laughs> They've got a point. They have they have a point. <laughs> I will say content recommendation would be to not watch Love Actually. Mm. There's like okay. nothing redeeming about that movie. Okay. So I don't know that that's again, I don't know that that's anyone's Christmas tradition is to sit down and watch Love Actually, but, like, if it is, maybe don't, you know? Maybe do don't. Something, do something else instead. Yeah. Watch literally any of the other movies we've talked about, except maybe Die Hard, because, again, we talked about that's a wonky Christmas tradition as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So that's where I'm at. Watch The Muppets. Um, don't watch Love Actually. Watch The Muppets. Don't, lo- don't watch Love Actually. <laughs> don't Love Actually. <laughs> Don't love, actually. <laughs> you should love. Yes. Yes. Goodness. Okay. Hate hate less. Love often. Make love, not war, man. Well, I think that that pretty much wraps up hey. our Christmas episode. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Put a little bow on that. I, I prefer bags and tissue paper because I'm lazy and I don't like wrapping things. Put that in your stocking and shove it into the stocking into the stock yeah you have to get it into the toe so it's inconvenient to get out yeah of course that's where you drop you drop the orange first so that it goes all the way down and and then pulls the little tack out of the of course <laughs> These out are... of the, the the mantle everyone knows this did so your I'm... did your grandparents ever talk about that how they got oranges in their stocking no no really i don't know that's like we we had stockings as kids but i don't know that it was ever like a talked like a phenomenon talked about outside of our immediate family oh because we we typically always did christmas at home and then sometime either before or after we would see family Mm -hmm. so that might I, i don't know that's that's how i remember it anyway i know we did some christmases um with family but the the lion's share of them were just us which i feel i feel like is nice mm-hmm. well merry christmas everybody absolutely and happy new year uh hopefully hopefully happy new year <laughs> here's hey, to a here's know, to a mildly optimistic 2022 yeah 2020 and 2021 have felt like the same year i feel like we never really got a new year <laughs> yes it's, it's it just rolled over it felt like groundhog day <laughs> yeah a little bit <laughs> Uh, Especially when you get the 2020 Olympics in 2021, yeah. Gosh, that's so confusing. But uh, but yeah, so we'll we'll uh, check back in with us next year. Oh, and uh, it's real when you say it like that. 
Yeah, right? <laughs> and uh, we will definitely be reviewing Spider-Man. So maybe sometime this season, this uh, the, the light, these last few weeks of uh, December, you can go catch that and uh, and then we'll we'll review it for you. Absolutely. I mean, but, you didn't ask us to review it, but we're going to do true. it anyway. It's true. Although if there were something you, you wanted to ask us to review, you could. You could. Uh, there are several ways they could do that. Yes, you could reach us on our social media pages, um, facebook.com slash they didn't ask us, Twitter, tdau underscore pod, our email, they didn't ask us at gmail.com. And we have a website, they didn't ask us, pod.com. We have a little suggestion box, I believe, right? Yep, down Look at, at the me bottom. Knowing, knowing the website that we have. Um, <laughs> you know things. <laughs> I just don't have confidence that I know things. It's a problem. I drink and I know things. This is, this is water. I just want everyone to know I've been hydrated. Oh, okay. I've been hydrating during this because I've been talking. That's, that's what I've been doing. Well, I'm glad. And uh, if you want to follow either of us, you can follow our personal Twitter pages. I'm the nerd is underscore in on Twitter. And you can find me uh, Twitch and Twitter. It's going to be the handle jmuller8332. Keeping the brand consistent. There it is. <laughs> it's been a minute. It has. It's been a minute since we've hit it with the classic. Yes. Well, that's it, guys. So we'll check check back with us in two weeks. And until then, bye. Oh, do, do I get to say it? I thought you were saying it. Yeah, you can, you, you, you can say it this time. Okay. Everybody, um, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, we'll see you in 2022. Nerd out.